to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to sharding sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here. Another uh, terrific Tuesday. What is it? Not Tuesday. It's a, it is Tuesday. A terrifically terrifying Tuesday for Torch Report 555. Radical environmentalists secretly discuss how to starve the political resistance. Of course, friends, you know that's not how they put it. But their words do reveal their plans as we will get into today. But first, I just want to kind of sum up everything that I'm not going to talk about with a single picture, because, you know, sometimes a picture is worth a thousand words. And if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com. Check out thetorchreport.com. You'll see this spiffy picture worth a thousand words. Comes from the front page of the Drudge Report this morning. It says, Slow Joe Savage's Dementing Dawn. And it's got a picture of Joe Biden putting Donald Trump in a headlock and all this. And again, it's... uh, you know, it's it's not really worth talking about that, but I wanted to point that out. That's what people are seeing. There's a another link in that that says Trump's dominance of the Republican primary is an illusion. And again, my friends, it's such thrilling political circus. It's it's so enticing, but that you know, all of this is is just bunk. It's smoke and mirrors. It's bread and circus. And uh, even uh, CNN is jumping in on the. Uh, in the impending government shutdown today, you know, the other aspect in, in ring number three, uh, you know, Speaker of the House, Ron Johnson, holds the fate of a nation's democracy in his hands. He holds the fate of democracy in his hands. If we don't fund war, more war, more war, then I guess we just lost global democracy. But I don't know. That, that, uh, that guy, that guy, looking at Ron Johnson's face, I just don't trust him. There's not really any particular reason I don't trust him, aside from the fact that he looks like a uh, slimy, two-faced, backstabbing politician. Uh, So maybe just call me jaded, but I don't think anyone gets into that position without being somehow compromised. And he's just playing the part in all of this. Again, uh, in my mind, none of this is worth talking about, so we're not going to. Uh, And neither is the fact that CNN just shuffled the deck. I took the screenshot of Johnson in there, and then uh, as the page was refreshing, CNN shuffled the deck to give the world another good look at the lunacy of American politics and the adventures of No Lobes Joe. Uh, They put a line out there that says, Biden tries out a new line of attack against Trump, mocking his age. Can you you say the pot calling the kettle black? You know, it's projecting much here. Biden's going to mock Donald Trump for his age. It's just stupid. But... In turbulent times like these, friends, when reality does become a choose-your-own-adventure, I think it is imperative that we American patriots lift our gaze toward the horizon. The 2024 election will undoubtedly be the most pivotal election in our nation's history. However, once this election has come and gone, and regardless of how it plays out, we are still going to be staring into the abyss of total global Control. Never forget that right now the commies are playing for keeps. Drum roll, please. The commies are taking over the world. <laughs> ah, it's just been a while since I said it, but it's true. The CCP is the uh, being hailed as the role model for the world and all that kind of stuff. So whether the globalists are able to prop Biden up until after the election or whether they take him out and plug in another progressive player to kind of parade around and pretend like they're the leader of the free world, all of that remains to be seen. But one thing we can know for sure is that when our elections uh, do happen, 
They're going to be heavily infiltrated, excuse me, heavily infiltrated by the global cabal. They're going to be infiltrated by the U.S. deep state. Of course, the big tech, uh, the big tech puppeteers and the uh, corrupt political class that's so desperately clinging to their illusions of power right now. So we know that this election is going to be a mess. Will we have a hung election and a civil war? Will we, uh, will, will we you know, go be plunged in the darkness? Will our enemies unleash, unleash an attack and take down the grid? Will the escalating world war strike fear somewhere in the heartland? I don't know. What are the chances that Events will play out that will orchestrate the justification of martial law. What is the likelihood that we'll see U.N. peacekeepers on American soil? What are the chances that all those super sketchy FEMA camps are finally going to be put to use? I don't know, friends. These are all pressing questions. Uh, And really, none of us are able to answer those questions. We just have to kind of sit back, right? At this point, it's all on the table. Anything could happen, and so we'd be wise, we'd be best to be prepared for anything to happen. That said, I think it's absolutely critical that we also remain wise to the so-called free-floating anxiety induced by this insidious sense of unknowing. Realize that they're messing with our minds, and then we can plan accordingly. You know, life is still good. All of this may happen, or none of it may happen, but life is still good. And with our gaze firmly fixed on the horizon as we navigate this stormy sea of uncertainty, I think we can say with confidence that this too shall pass. This too shall pass. The 2024 election will come and go. And no matter what happens, no matter what happens, The world will keep turning, the sun will keep burning, seasons will come and seasons will go as the cabal keeps marching on. (laughs) Glory, glory, hallelujah, teacher hit me with the rule. Now, uh, back on track, Luke. Butterfly, no, weaponized AI is going to continue to tinker and tamper with humanity. No matter what happens in this upcoming election, as the cabal keeps marching on toward Agenda 2030 and the Great Reset, they're going to keep using weaponized AI to mess with the minds of the masses, really rewiring the minds of the masses at the neurobiological level. They're going to continue to condition the public to adopt a more cosmopolitan perspective, to subconsciously tame the whole herd of humanity into accepting indentured servitude in future Earth. And to me... This is all self-evident, but that's because I've been steeped in this research for the last couple of years now. But uh, it's all happening, and that's happening while everybody's paying attention to the political circus. That's why I'm trying to yank attention back to the things that really matter. Uh, once we are, you know, subconsciously tamed into indentured servitude, once we're now, you know, all in this great tech dystopian hell called future Earth, then the inescapable socialist surveillance state. The digital IDs, the central bank digital currencies, the commie-style social credit scores, the vaccine passports, the cradle-to-grave government tracking of your every move is going to continue uh, unabated. It will, you know, this whole system of surveillance is being erected in broad daylight right now. And the fight for global democracy, that's going to continue to advance on all fronts until one day the full force of mob rule will have been instituted at the global scale uh, in order to usurp the will of free and independent nations all around the world. Friends, at that point, life 
Liberty and the pursuit of happiness will become relics of a bygone era. The U.S. Constitution will be ripped up and replaced by global doctrines, most of which are, in fact, already on the books. And, of course, the American people will have absolutely no say in any of this because our own corrupt ruling class has become beholden to their global masters, the global overlords, who are making all this happen. So I think that's really what immigration is all about. I think that's what the radical environmental regulations are all about. It's certainly what the woke culture wars are all about, the youth indoctrination, the Marxist infiltration of our institutions. It's all about control. The strategy as you well know, is to divide and conquer us all. They intend to destabilize and disturb the population, to keep the public off balance so that the public cannot make a stand against this onslaught of tyranny. Friends, they want us at each other's throats rather than grabbing our torches and sticking a pitchfork through the heart of the beast that besets us. And throughout all of this... As we stumble from one manufactured crisis to the next, as the majority of Americans remain dazed and confused by the relentless mental assault of fifth-generation warfare, as the bread and circus continues unabated, there will always be another election cycle. There'll always be another fiscal impasse, another looming shutdown, another foreign war, and another set of reasons to justify all of this government abuse. Friends, they've played this game before. Many times. The globalists have played this game many times before. And right now, the enemies of freedom, the enemies of American culture, American traditional values, everything that we stand for, everything good in life, our enemies know exactly how to pull all of this off. It's the slow and steady incremental erosion of our sacred rights, the subtle but consistent psychological nudging, if you think about algorithmic social interventions, the embedded social consciousness, the changing of language, the clinical transformation of personal world views. All of this we've studied. All of it is, in fact, happening right now on a planetary scale, and it's all going on without much notice because people are caught up in the political circus. The water is boiling, but the frog is still in the pot. So that said, let's go ahead and zoom out a little bit, shall we? Zoop going way out here. If you've been with me on this learning journey, thank you for joining me. Uh, You may recall the one agenda to rule them all. That was way back, Torch Report 93, back in the double digits. Uh, the, the one agenda to rule them all is really the merging of planetary health and public health. Uh, it was the pandemic kind of rolling into this, uh, the climate crisis crap and all of that. But I first elucidated on the one agenda to rule them all back, Torch Report 93, and that was in April of 2022. So uh, what what's happening now, nearly two years later... I think it's safe to say that the more things change, the more things stay the same. Right now, I should go back. In 2022, the global cabal was touting the positive impacts of the pandemic, i.e., you know, the shutting down of all of society. Uh, That was allegedly good for the planet, you see. And now when they connected, when they merged the COVID pandemic with the climate agenda, the WHO, the World Health Organization, began framing the Great Reset as an opportunity to reimagine your world. Oh, can you reimagine your world? You can eat bugs and own nothing and be happy. Uh, All you got to do is abide by 
all of the draconian parameters of their top-down centralized control. (laughs) And just to refresh on a few of the uh, recommendations from the WHO, they say we need to keep fossil fuels in the ground and stop new fossil fuel exploration. That'd be great for the economy. Hmm. We need to tax polluters and incentivize carbon reduction. We need to tax food and beverages high in salt, sugars, and unhealthy fats. We need to remove, remove packaged foods from the workplace. We need to regulate the marketing of unhealthy foods and beverages in public spaces. We need to keep the thermostat set at 70 degrees or less. 70 degrees! No more, but less. Fundamentally restructuring production, distribution, and consumption systems and implementing policy measures that limit volumes of production and consumption. That's what they say they want to do. (laughs) I'm not sure if you've followed all that, but I mean, as as noted in Torchport 93, ultimately what they're doing is essentially ripping a page out of the Communist Manifesto. The only way to achieve all of this, this ambitious agenda, agenda, is to eradicate private property rights, to to forfeit the control of the food supply to the warped environmental bureaucrats, the guys that want to take packaged foods out of the workplace. They want to tax anything that they think you shouldn't be eating. Excuse me. Uh, They want to fundamentally restructure, fundamentally restructure production, distribution, and consumption systems. That that's their language, not mine. So that's what they want to do. And in this arrangement, ultimately, the government's going to set your thermostat and decide what you can and cannot eat and how much you can and cannot eat. And moreover, <laughs> by fundamentally restructuring production, distribution, and consumption systems, they will take control over the economy and all the supply chains. And that will have ripple effects that impact every area of our lives. And again, by implementing policy measures that limit volumes of production and consumption. Think about what that means. A globalist organization wants to implement policy measures at the global scale, and these policies are designed to limit the volume of consumption, to limit the volume of production and consumption. And when you see that, I think there's no doubt what they're working toward here is making good on the sock puppet Biden's assertion that the food shortages are going to be real. You remember that when Joe said the food shortages are going to be real? Uh, As we've discussed before at some length, you know, it's, I think, worth emphasizing that starvation has been a central component of every commie revolution throughout history. Hence, the hundreds of mysterious attacks on the food supply chain and, of course, the many other indicators that starvation is, in fact, all part of their plan. If they can't rout us out, they're going to starve us out. Friends, lest we forget, the global cabal is not just trying to conquer the world. They are actively trying to reduce the number of meat-eating, mouth-breathing peasants, the deplorables, uh, those who they think are, you know, uh, just unnecessary. We don't need to have all these pesky peasants around here. Uh, So... They need to depopulate the planet, and they need to do so rapidly. I documented this in uh, Torchport 365, the anti-human agenda, and elsewhere. If you're unfamiliar with the depopulation agenda, it can be eye-opening. But the gist of it is this. Control the food supply, and you control the number of peasants. It's just that simple. So... It should come as no surprise, I think, that this week over, uh, where were they meeting at? I don't even remember where the hell they were meeting at. But this week, they're 
globe, the globalists are gathering for the United Nations Environmental Assembly, and it's bringing all of these issues that we're talking about here front and center, the control of production and consumption, the taxing of foods they don't want you to eat, and so on and so forth. And of course, they're cloaking this evil plot under a lot of flowery language. Of course, it's all to save the planet. It's for the greater good. Uh, But I want to dissect it a little bit. We're going to get into this uh, today and tomorrow. I see the time. We won't be able to get all the way through it today, but the uh, the United Nations As- Environmental Assembly, the UNEA, UNIA, UNIA is quote the world's highest level decision making body on the environment. Created in 2012, when Obama was in office, the uh, the UNIA embodies a new era in which the environment is given the same level of prominence as issues such as peace, poverty, health, and security. Period. End quote. Really? So the United Nations Environmental Assembly is the world's highest level decision-making body on the environment, or so they claim. That's what they want you to believe. And, uh, you know, what, what they're really after is, of course, you know, conning all the global leaders into this socialist redistribution of wealth based on environmental policies and, and green, uh, green agenda stuff, but, and the forfeiture of national sovereignty that comes with it. But what they say is this. The UN Environmental Assembly says, quote, While the resolutions adopted at UNIA might not be legally binding, they represent current collective thinking on prevailing environmental issues. They build consensus and are a vital first step in the need for action and ultimately create the architecture for future environmental governance, period, end quote. (laughs) Oh, man, it's so maddening, you know, to pick it apart, uh, I've written a lot about Earth systems governance. We've talked a lot about future Earth. But what they're doing is they're creating this this architecture for total global control. Environmental governance is what they're calling it in this situation. But as we've noted here, future environmental governance, like keeping fossil fuels in the ground and taking control over the food supply, limiting the volume of consumption available for or available uh, the volume of food available for consumption, all of that. This future environmental governance is in fact the architecture for total global control. It is the one agenda to rule them all. And of course, you know, they, they, they like to say, oh, it's not legally binding. But, but given that this meeting is all about the quote unquote current collective thinking, current collective thinking, and they're building consensus. And you think Delphi method, et cetera, we've talked about that. There should be no doubt that this current collective thinking and building consensus is going to dupe the majority of our so-called enlightened leaders. They're going to be all in because, after all, friends, there is a science to this sort of mental assimilation. So that said, uh, given the depth of the collective depravity on display at the UNIA, the United Nations Environmental Assembly, this is their sixth session, um, I'm, I'm going to hold off on taking the full deep dive into all this madness until tomorrow. I want to be able to give it time and adequate space. So for today, I, I just want to say, you know, keep in mind when you see the stories that, you know, out there talking about how slow Joe is savaging the demented dawn and all of that, the very real evildoers are in fact gathering together 
together to plot out their next step in their evil scheme. So, Patriots, please beware. The circus is not what it seems, and therefore, resist we must. And that is the message of my heart for today. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, thetorchreport.com, find that heart, click that heart, and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And, of course, the greatest owner of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this terrific Tuesday, friends, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.